Hit us up on Facebook and Twitter. Download episodes of previous shows. It's the KLP Aftermath. Get ready. What's up, y'all? This is Nicki Minaj. Yo, 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 what's crackin' like? This is Big Snoop Deal Double G. Yo, what's going on? This is Drizzy G. Radio. We're taking over the radio. It's going down. It's crazy. What's up, y'all? This is Beyonce, and you're listening to my station. Powered by the Core 94. Hey, hey, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, it's your boy, KOP Kennedy Lucas. Welcome back to another exciting podcast episode here today. This is November 30th's podcast, and I do want to welcome everyone back because we're back from vacation, right? We've had Thanksgiving off. Very, very excited that we've had Thanksgiving off, and I speak to a lot of students today. Well, yesterday, we didn't do a podcast yesterday. We were in the office yesterday, but we didn't do a podcast yesterday because we normally don't do podcasts on Monday. But it's fantastic to be back on campus simply because I see a lot of students getting back at it. They're 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 finishing up, ladies and gentlemen. They're getting ready to be done with the semester. Um, uh, this whole entire semester has been fun with with me personally because we started the show KLP Aftermath, and now we're we're just continuing on the train for our radio station of Embry ninety four point six, the radio station also. Our other radio station, Swanky 93.3, the radio station. So I, I thank the fans. I thank everyone who's been tuned in for the show as of late. Um, students are getting back at it. You know, students are studying. Students are getting ready to end their semester on a good note. I spoke to a lot of student workers here on campus that they had a lot going on and they're finishing up their last few projects. And I, I'm, I'm stoked. I'm happy about it. So welcome on in. Welcome back to the show, KLP Aftermath. You guys know how we do it for our podcast show here today. My Thanksgiving was fantastic. I spent Thanksgiving with some friends, um, some or a little bit of friends over the, the the week of us being out. And then on Thanksgiving Day, I spent Thanksgiving with family. So it's it's been fun. It's been a very, very fun Thanksgiving, one for the for the taking. Um it's been a very good Thanksgiving, honestly. I, I have to come out and say it's been very, very fun. Before we get on to the juiciness of the show, because we have quite a few things we want to talk about on the show, but you guys know how we have to do it. We have to talk a little bit about KLP Entertainment News. Very, very excited for that because while we were on Thanksgiving, I was in the studio filming a bunch of stuff. You guys seen it on Emory's Radio Instagram. You can follow us right now, Emory Radio One. Again, that's Emory Radio One. That is our official Instagram. So that way you guys don't miss what we have coming up for you guys. We have a lot. We have a lot that we filmed for the past five days. Of course, you saw it on the, in, in, on their Instagram. Wild Lens will be coming out December 17th. That is one of our directors for KLP Entertainment. Roland Jameson, he is directing a new kind of remake of Ubisoft's own Wildlands. And I'm so stoked about this because not only I'm the executive producer for that film, but there's going to be two versions. Uh, we're probably going to announce it later on, but there's two versions of the movie. Of course, there's a, th- a theoretical version, a longer version that will be on our streaming service, StreamX. All you got to do is go to our website at www.lucasnetaforward.wix.com slash KOPE. Click on the StreamX tab so that way it launches the app from StreamX. Of course, Wildlands will be there. Uh, it's going to be an hour and eight minutes. That is the theoretical version of it. 
on our streaming service and, and also is going to be on YouTube as well. So excited for that because YouTube has been with us since 2010. And then there will be a 59 seconds. That is our standard version of the film will be available on Daily Motion at KLP Entertainment. So there's quite a few versions that you can pick. Uh, personally, I recommend you guys going to watch the theoretical version of it on StreamX or YouTube. But if you want a shorter version of it, you can also go to Daily Motion as well. Of course, Orbiters is our new show, new pilot miniseries from Soft Life, a uh, Soft Life Entertainment, uh, Soft Life Originals. That is Orbiters that's going to be premiering this Wednesday, the first episode, the pilot episode. So that's going to be everywhere, of course. Daily Motion, Streamax, and YouTube as well. So we have quite a few things that we're filming for you guys. And of course, in January, January 2022. The Black Code Season 2 will be coming out. You guys know about that as well. So I'm, I'm stoked about all the media stuff that we filmed for the past five days. Yes, it's been tiresome. Yes, it's been fun. But it's been tiresome. We've been working on a lot of good things. And like this new intro, you guys like the new intro. We did a Thanksgiving special and we premiered the new intro. You guys loved it. So I'm happy that you guys loved that new intro. And that's it for the KLP Entertainment News because we have quite a few things that we're going to talk about here on the show. KLP Aftermath live from uh, the studio here. Of course, this is our fun fact, this new segment I like to call Did You Know? So you guys know how we do it. We like to do a Did You Know? segment here to let you guys know, did you know of this fun fact of the day for KLP Aftermath? Of course, the first, uh, the world's first animated feature film was made in Argentina. Of course, even if you know a lot of Disney trivia, you might assume that the honor of the first animated feature film belongs to Walt Disney, uh, Walt Disney's 1937's movie, Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. But 20 years earlier, a full-length animated uh, feature film was made in Argentina. It is a political uh, satire called El Apostol, made up of five, 50, excuse me, 58,000 drawings. And back in the day, back in that day, you had to draw your animations. Now, you guys know how we do it in our studios. We we digitally animated our, our stuff for our films and what we got going on in CGI effects and After Effects. But you got to really think about back by the day of filmmaking where you had to physically draw each scene out thoroughly. And that takes hours to draw a scene. You're drawing out each scene for it to get premiered for an animation. Um, this this is a good history for us too because as a filmmaker myself, nominated director, may I add, these things I think a lot of people should know about when making films to know the history of it because a lot of people think, um, especially a lot of people in our generation now, they think, oh, digital animated or CGI. You can imagine 20 years ago, we well, more than 20 years ago, we didn't have none of that. We didn't have CGI. We didn't have animation. We didn't have computers. You had to physically draw out your animations and put them together. So it goes a long way with filmmaking. I, I, I really love reading about film history because it really gets me going. It really helps me understand the, the length and the knowledge of filmmaking back in the day, in the golden times, I like to say. So El Apostol made up of 58,000 drawings and had a running time of 70 minutes of course that is about an hour and 10 minutes i want to say according to the guinness book of world records so nice little fun fact i enjoy these fun facts for sure because 
it's one of those things that really gets me going. Learning about the uh, learning about the the history of filmmaking is one of those things that it really goes a long way. Now, before we get onto the next topic, because this is next, we're talking about pop culture because this this has been all over the media. But before we get to that, we have a little bit of sponsors here today. Of course, Gilpy Aftermath Live for Memories was brought to you by our new shoe collection. Of course, Minimum Blacks on sale right now. If you go to the website. Click on the minimum black. That is the new shoe uh, name for our shoe line. You can get especially 15% off your next pre-order when you order from our site. It's going up sale up for 12, well, 11 days now. You have about 11 days left before we um, get it off the get it off the, the market there. So if you want something, surprise your loved ones for Christmas, I recommend you guys doing that. And speaking of Christmas. It's interesting because there's not a, there hasn't been a lot of Christmas shopping, Black Friday shopping that is, that I've seen in the media lately, which is kind of a good thing because COVID unfortunately is still existing and a lot of people didn't trample people up with these deals because nowadays a lot of people are going Cyber Monday shopping. A lot of people ordering their stuff online and they're getting it shipped to their homes rather than going out and shopping for that shopping experience. So I do say to those who didn't do Black Friday shopping, congratulations. Thank you for not doing that because it's one of those things that, you know, it's scary. It's a scary thing to go out there right now being around strangers you don't know with COVID-19 happening. So just one of those things for sure that I'm just, I'm proud that no one has done it for sure. So this next thing, of course, I wanted to talk about this because this was something that I really wanted to talk about. Of course, Elliot Page is a t- is taking a moment to show up on Instagram and I actually follow him on uh, Instagram if you guys don't know. And I'll say it very quickly, very loosely, of course. Back in the day, it was Elliot Page and trans over is Elliot Page. So he, um, of course, he uh, who underwent gender affirmation surgery before publicly coming out last year. And I was so proud when, when this happened because now we're getting in the age where a lot of people are being true to themselves. And I, I really do enjoy that. I educate that to students here at Emory. Uh, I educate that to a lot of my friends. Be true to yourself. Be true to who you are. Um, and it really makes me smile every single day when I see something like this happens. And I follow Elliot Page on Instagram. This was Sunday, November 28th, where he posts a excuse me, post a simple black sweatpants, donating a simple chain uh, that hung around his chest while snapping the mirror selfie. Elliot Page, he looked ripped. <laughs> he looked ripped, more ripped than me. Uh, he, he, he's getting it. He's really getting it. Of course, on Instagram, you guys can follow it. It's just one word. Elliot Page has 5.7 million followers, of course. Can't wait to see Elliot Page in more movies. Um, very, very exciting to see this. The actor shared a cheeky message on in the captions writing, oh good, my new phone works. So it, it really is very, very exciting that uh, Elliot Page embodies his confidence and I, I, it's, I see it. I see it all over the gram. Twitter's been all over it. It's been very, very exciting um, to say the less. It's been very, very exciting to see Elliot Page be true to himself. Fans are loving it. I'm loving it. It's it's fantastic. So Ellen Page, congratulations on you being full because I envy that. I'm trying to bulk up. You guys know I seen you. You guys see me in the gym doing my thing. But Elliot Page, he you know he's getting he's getting ripped. Of course, we want to take a moment for the KLP aftermath here live in the studio to honor the great virtual. Uh, and I might butcher his last name. Virtual. I, 
Adol, if I pronounce the last name right, I'm sorry. I, I can't pronounce names. He's very flu- influential. He's pioneer fashion designer. He has died at the age of 41. And I wanted to share our tribute here on the KLP Aftermath. Of course, survived. Uh, is survived by his uh, wife, Shannon, and two children, Lo and Gray, of course. That is the Louis Vuitton Artistic Director and Bonder, CEO of Fashion House Off-White. Virgil Adu has died at the age of 41. So young, so, so very young to see that uh, young fashion designer who has passed away. Um, and I envy that so much because I am a fashion designer kind of myself. I design shoes. And we're in, me and my brother in particular, we're in the fashion game. We've been to fashion shows. We've been to a lot of fashion shows this past year, too. We've been to a lot of fashion shows. We've done a lot of fashion uh, content. So it really, it, my heart is broken. You know, my heart is broken to see uh, a young brother like this who, who has died. And 41 is a very, very, very young age. And I'm only 25, and I think I'm super young. But 41 is a very, very young age. And I'm very... Um, sad to see another one of us that's in our community another fashion designer another media creator another artistic director passed away of course he has died from a rare a rare aggressive form of cancer uh someone something he probably battled for two years and it's just it's devastating it's very very devastating of course uh there is a quote here they say we are devastated to the announce the passing of our beloved virgil Adol. A fiercely devoted father, husband, son, brother, and friend. The post reads on the Instagram for over two years. Virgil vainly battled a rare, aggressive form of cancer. I'm not going to even try to pronounce this. A cardiac angioscleroma. I might have pronounced that wrong. That's a long word. He chose to endure his battle privately since his diagnosis in 2019, undergoing numerous challenging treatments. And while helming several significant institutions that span fashion, that span fashion, art, and culture, so um, another brother gone too soon. Very, very sad about that. Um, it, it sucks. It really does suck that you know there's another another person that's in the artistic culture, that's in our culture, that's in our community that has uh, passed away. So when you guys out are out there and you're really wanting to pay tribute to somebody or just really check in with somebody, you know, cancer sucks. Cancer does suck. And I actually just had another friend of mine that passed away. Um, shout out, rest in peace, Robbie D. Uh, if you guys don't know, I did do property management um, work over two year span uh, back in, two, well, I started in 2018. I ended in 2020, obviously for COVID. Um, but Robbie D was one of another person that was just, just that was just fantastic. You know, it's one of those things that, you know, he was just fantastic at. He, he was the chef at our property management, and he recently passed away also due to cancer. Um, I remember seeing his, his post on Facebook. And I said, Robbie D ain't looking good. He he looked like he might be sick, and to see that he passed away is like, dang, another one gone due to cancer. So the moral of the story for all of you guys who's heading towards the holidays, we're all getting ready for the holidays, and it's some, for some families, it's tough. It's very very tough for the holidays. Um, for most some Americans out there and people around the world, it's, it's it's hard for family members that have members who have died and won't be spending their holiday season with that family member that passed away and who had died. Um, so I say to that to say this: uh, if you do have someone that's still alive, um, that's battling something, just check in on them, check in, see if they're okay, because it goes a long way when you check in on somebody. Is you know you got to check in 
unfamily members, you got to check in. So um, that's just the moral of my public service announcement here today on KOPFMF. Check in on your relatives that might be battling something, whether it's cancer, whether it's um, uh, cancer, whether it's sickle cell, whether it's diabetes, whether it's, it's Parkinson's disease, whatever it is, check in. It's so important to check in. So next, we're switching gears here. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, this is the sports edition of the podcast, KLP Aftermath. This is Sports HD with your host, KLP. We have a juicy one today. Um, I've been following this for the past couple of days. And, you know, there's two ways I'm going to talk about this. Because, honestly, this this coach, I believe, who has done, of course, this uh, article is coming from CBS. Shout out to CBS. Brian Kelly selfishly leaving the LSU with Notre Dame in playoff race put sports hypocrisy on display of course whatever brian kelly told the notre dame players on his way out the door tuesday morning his final team meeting didn't include the words it's not worth it of course that's quotations that's not me quoting that is quoting the article from cbs it didn't need to kelly's shocking action spoke louder than any profound exit address of course at perhaps the most storied sports program in the world of course one of the thick of the college football playoff race with the national championships potentially reach within reach Kelly punted. Of course, the LSU job was more desirable. The Tigers needed him now with earlier early signing day approaching. Of course, the money was certainly more substantial. For Kelly, it was not worth chasing the dragon that has kept the coach from uh, getting a statue built outside the Notre Dame's studio. Of course, on the same day, Lincoln Riley was labeled as a traitor on Oklahoma campus for the USC job, of course. Um, I did see about that, too, in the, in the news. Uh, Kelly called and raised. Now, so Brian Kelly, I, I, pre- I presume, um, was the one of the head coaches for the Notre Dame uh, college football um, so Brian Kelly has announced that he will be now switching gears and going to LSU, Louisiana State University. Um, honestly, people are giving him people are giving him a lot of heat for this because you're just leaving a team and didn't really do a proper exit. With any job that I've had, or at least trying, I know I messed up on one job that I just left. With any job in particular, I try to leave. I try to give a notice. I try to say, okay, here's where I stand. I'm leaving. I'm giving some time away to give my final moments. Kelly just left. Kelly said, bunk this. I'm gone. But you got to understand that if a college campus is offering you a salary that you cannot refuse, and I learned this in business school sometimes, and it, you know you don't want to think about money all the time, but in business, when it comes to a client that's willing to pay you Big bank for your bunk. Here's my motto. Always take the money. There's a cuss word in there, but we're not going to say this is, a, uh, this is a PG show here, but always take the money. And, and that's what Kelly did. Kelly took the money because leaving from Notre Dame, Notre Dame's a great school. Don't get me wrong. Not trashing Notre Dame. It's a fantastic school. But if LSU said, hey, we can double your offer, what you're getting paid at Notre Dame, you can't blame Kelly for trying to leave one school to coach another school that needs help, that needs that coach, and the money is there. I think Kelly did this on a good career move. He's trying to do his best, and I honestly think that he did what was best for him. And a lot of jobs, because I've had this example happen to me before, a lot of jobs, when you try to leave a job, 
they get very upset. They get very um, T.O. that you're leaving the company because you might be a valuable asset to that company. But Kelly did what he needed to do for himself. You have to look out for yourself in this game of making salary, of making money, going to a job, working at a job. And that's exactly what I, what I think Kelly has done. He saw a great opportunity for a new opportunity and he capitalized on it and he left. Of course, six days before his team could even get into the uh, CFP, the third time in four years, Kelly not only accepted the LSU job, he left right away. This was unprecedented in the history of the sports. Few of any coaches have ever left with a championship on a line. So I can kind of see there's two ways. And then I said that at the beginning of the show, there's two ways that they're, they're, that he's thought about it. Here's, here's my, 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 uh, my thinking here. Kelly left because, number one, it could have been where he had a bad note somewhere. Somebody might have ticked him off at, at the workplace at Notre Dame, and he probably couldn't take it anymore. There was probably something more of the backstory that we're not getting that caused Kelly to leave abruptly. Um, I can see why LSU was a little bit upset because championships are around the corner for college football and Notre Dame's in that playoff. And now they don't have a coach to coach them through their championship, leaving them as a kind of a screw, screw job a little bit, kind of screwed them up over a little bit. So I can see two ways with that. I can see why Notre Dame's upset. I can see why Kelly did his thing. I don't, not, among the message Kelly said, I don't think the Fighting Irish are going to get to the playoff. But even if they do, I don't care because they aren't going to win anyway. Very bashful. Very, very bashful. Kelly mentioned that in his message. Um, it's, it's interesting. It's interesting to see this happen to a coach that talks kind of negative with the team, the current team, well, current former team now, former team that he's going, that he's um, leaving. So it, it's very vulgar. It's very aggressive and very out there. I'm very interested to see now if Notre Dame does win, you know, now that to me, that gives them ammo to want to win. That gives them that motivation, that motto. Uh, that motive to go out and try to thrive and to win. Of course, the three visits to the BCS, BCS and the excuse me, and the CFB. His Notre Dame team has never won or or come close to winning a game. The Irish have lost three games by a combined of 103 to 31. That's a lot of point difference there. There there have been a comparison of Bobby Bertino's departure from the Atlanta Falcons. But that team wasn't in the NFL playoff race. Of course, this is like a coach of the number two seed in the NCAA tournament. And I know about the NCAA because I actually, well, work, the Emory is part of the NJCAA. But I do, I have worked on the NCAA before in my former college years. A tournament leaving on the eve of round one tip-off. Of course, here, uh, I'm not going to read that quote. And you're, and there's another quote here because that last quote has some cousin in You've seen a significant shift, a shift in mobility, and a shift of uh, conversation. Notre Dame Athletic Director Jack Shortbrick said on Tuesday, I don't have the answer, but we better be asking it. What, uh, excuse me, what do we want college football to be and make sure it fits inside the university environment? So the athletic director, confused, dazed and confused about what he wants to do. It takes a lot of pressure because I've worked with I worked. I work with a second athletic director now, but before that, I've worked with another athletic director. Shout out to Dr. Wilson for George Burnett College. You know, we've had uh, we've had coaches leave, right? And now they have to find the answer. They have to find another coach um, that's willing to take the salary, that's willing to take the job on, and to 
uh, coach the team, whatever team it is, they have to go into it. So I do know about the pressure it takes for athletic directors. Now, I'm working with a second athletic director here at, at Emory. Um, I we haven't had any coaches leave, but you know it's a lot of pressure that they have to endure. A lot of pressure they have to go through. Um, so I hope Notre Dame figures that out because playoffs are around the corner, and it's going to suck for a team that wants a championship ring not have a coach. Because when you don't have a coach, you can't really do your plays right. You don't really have the formal base of knowledge that a, a, a head coach will have when it comes to coaching a team, uh, especially in championships. So it's, it's kind of inconvenient. Um, I do understand uh, Brian Kelly's case because maybe LSU had offered him a lot of money to come coach at LSU. So you can't, you can't fault somebody for making a career change. I would never fault anyone for making that career change because it's one of those things where um, – it is what it is. And I've, again, I've worked jobs. I've had many, many jobs where I left or I gave a two weeks notice or I just abruptly left because money is an issue with some of these things. Salary is an issue. Salary is everything when you're trying to make a decent living. You're trying to live comfortably. And it's one of those things that, you know, we they have to endure with that. Sucks for Notre Dame. It really does because I hear a lot of people talk about Notre Dame a lot. Um, I really do hope they get it together. I really hope that they... Um, shine for the championship, but you know, who knows? Who knows what they're going to do going forward now that they don't have that head coach, Brian Kelly, anymore. So that's going to wrap it up here, the KOP Aftermath. Hopefully, you guys enjoyed today's podcast. Be sure to tune in tomorrow. Tomorrow we'll be back. And then, of course, we're going to be doing a podcast on Thursday, but you guys know how we do. We shut it down Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. So, also, before we go, please be sure if you're watching the podcast video version, please leave us a like, comment, and subscribe to our YouTube and Daily Motion channels at KLP Entertainment. If you're listening to the podcast, share it with your friends on social media, letting you guys know that we had the podcast today. KLP Kennedy Lucas was live. And also check out my new album, From Your Lover Boy, available everywhere. Amazon Music, Audible, Our Heart, Spotify, we're there. A lot of students love it. I appreciate it. You guys showed the support of our music producing style over at Swinky Records. So that's going to wrap it up here. KLP Aftermath, live from the studio of memory. This has been your host, KLB Kennedy Lucas. Stay safe, stay swanky. It's the KLP Aftermath. Get ready. What's up, y'all? This is Nicki Minaj. Yo, 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 what's crackin' like this? Big Snoop Deal Double G. Yo, what's going on? This is Drizzy G. Radio. We're taking over the radio. You're locked in with KLP Kennedy Lucas. It's going down. It's crazy. What's up, y'all? This is Beyonce, and you're listening to my station. Powered by the Core 94. If you enjoyed today's show, please head over to iTunes, give us a rating, and leave a review. Please be advised that this podcast is meant for educational and informational purposes only and is in no way a replacement for legal or medical advice. The opinions contained within are solely those of the interviewers and interviewees and should be received as so. Those seeking help or advice are encouraged to obtain professional legal and medical services.